two best friends who love to chat. Oh, what it's like to be an ant. Those who ant. Those who ant. Hello, and welcome to Those Who Ant, a podcast that helps you to see the world through ant-colored glasses. My name is Aunt Pat. And I'm Auntie Mags. It's good to see you, Pat. It's great to see you as well. How is your week? How are things going? Tell me the things that you don't text me late at night when you can't sleep. Oh my God. I'm trying to think of like, what haven't I texted you? Was that too much pressure? You can repeat. We're, we're, we're good enough friends. You can repeat anything you want. Thank you. You know, it's like I text you all day, every day. So it's like, what am I going to, what am I tell you about? It's always, this is the hottest part of this podcast is coming in with something to talk about. Yeah. Thinking about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know me, I don't like to think too deeply about uh, too many things. Um, this, I guess. Yes, there's two things. One of them is that uh, I watch so much college basketball that I, I, at some point, it's like, oh yeah, I, this isn't this isn't right. It's just too much basketball, but I love it. I still do love it. It's the botch time. Wait, it's April now. What are you watching? It's done. It's all done. And there were some upsets, and it was very fun. Gonzaga oh, lost to Baylor. The men's. Did you know there's men's basketball in this tournament too? I didn't know that. Yeah. Now these are younger ones, right? That have fewer. Children? Yeah, but it's really still fun because uh, the women in college don't get any respect, um, just like the women in the WNBA. So it's super cool in that way that it's like a parallel, you know? I can tell that you're being a little sarcastic because you, you care so much and that's so good. Yeah, I didn't catch any of the basketball because I, you know, I only get CBS. Yeah. How's Jag? And I only get Jag. Yeah, Jag. I try um, to watch one. I try to watch one. It's like my TV doesn't get CBS. I don't know what happened. It's maybe like it's all, all the Jag is what I'm getting. I'm getting all the Jag. And I bet people somewhere are like, I didn't, I didn't get any Jag this week. And I'm like, ugh, if I could send it, I would, but I can't. <sighs> I'm getting, yeah, what, do you, what do you call it? Switzerland syndrome from it because now I'm like, I should be in the judicial egg adjunct I don't I still don't know what the acronym is it's like the like the only acronym I remember is is MASH at this point mobile army surgical hospital is that right (laughs) you're asking exactly the wrong person yeah well anyways all right so I watched a lot of basketball it was great two female head coaches one uh black woman head coach it was there was some great things happening in women's basketball and the NCAA uh should be ashamed of themselves we'll talk about that another time anyways I went to go watch Josie play softball you know she's a starting shortstop for her uh JV team and uh I'm not trying to brag but I'm gonna she had four RBIs off of three hits, kids, machine. And I couldn't be prouder. And uh, I got to do this thing where every time she ran on or off the field, I just would scream, I love you. Or I'm so proud of you. Or, you know, Joe, put your fingers, your fingers should point down when you're taking a ball like that. It's, a low, it's below your knees, your fingers should be pointing down. How is she um, receiving this? Because the things I'm, I know that you're saying the positive, but how is, how is she receiving them? Because I know a lot of people wouldn't receive this well. Well, I think at this point, there's an established relationship. So she knows exactly what to expect. So she's not put off by it. You know, she's, come, she's accustomed to it, dare I say. I didn't realize that all I had to do if the kids didn't like something was keep doing it until I've, I've yeah. worn them down. I'm going to, you know what? As soon as this thing is over, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wear those kids down to where they finally, mm-hmm. I'm going to stock, Stockholm syndrome myself Stockholm. or them. Yeah. 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 You could do it. You could totally do it. You know, the trick is though, I started early with her because one time my sister had a bowling party for her when she was like five. And in front of all of her friends, I went up to her and I got down on one knee and I held her by the shoulders and I just went, you don't lose. You hear me? You don't lose. 
And she always laughed at it. So it's like, she always just kind of got me, you know, we're best friends. Oh, well, you know, one, I'm so glad that you're proud of her because, you know, Tina and Jeremy, I love them, but they don't do a lot of things where I go, that would make a person proud. It's just, I'm glad that they're still taking in oxygen and expelling carbon dioxide. Look at this little beast. Look at that helmet. Look at the face front of the helmet. Yeah, I get pretty upset about that. You know, and I know we we, we have an amazing guest. I don't want to take too much time talking about this, but if they made the boys wear those face masks, I would say, okay, great. That's great. Nobody deserves a broken face. But I think they're making the girls wear the face masks because they think the girls aren't good enough to catch a ball that's coming right at their face. And I hate that. Maybe they're making it just for people like me who wandered into softball accidentally, who would 100% get hit in the face with a ball. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's true. If you were wearing it, I'd be like, good for you. Okay, good. Remember when we were talking about your hat that was too tight and people kept saying good for you at the amusement park? That's what I think you should get one of those face masks too. I say good for you. Well, you know who I'd love to hear from? Who, to (gasps) my, look, I'm going to say this. I don't think they should ever wear a helmet, a helmet, a helmet. Redo that? What? I don't think that they should ever wear a helmet. I know. I think that they should because it's safe for, for when you have to. But who I think could always catch up something with their face. And that is our Aunt Brenda. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Brenda, We're we thrilled. are so we are so thrilled. Thrilled is a great word, Pat. We're so thrilled to have you. This I've been looking forward to this all week. I've been thinking about it. I've been talking about it. I've been journaling about it. I'm really excited. Oh, you journal about it. journaled. Now, I know you're a big journal keeper. What is it when you write in your journal? Is is a journal different than a diary? You know, I think you grow up and you start calling it a journal because grown women shouldn't have diaries. But that's not fair. I think I'm going to take it back and I'm going to say I wrote in my diary. What's wrong with diarying? Oh, that's why. If you oh, that's say it. Journaling, it sounds fine, but if you say di- diarying, sounds like diarrhea. Yeah. You know what's always fun is to listen to someone discover something in real time. And I think that's exactly what just happened. Yeah, diarying is something that I did um not that long ago. Um so you keep a journal. Now, are you writing in it every day? Are you writing kind of like what happened that day or is it more your thoughts and feelings or whatever? You know, some days you just not inspired and unmotivated. You don't have anything that you want to write about. So I try and think about what I'm grateful for. And then some entries, I know exactly what I want to write about. And it's just all the, the venom I want to spit at people. I put it in, I put it in the journal. I say, don't live in me, live in this book. Oh, like Harry Potter. That. Remember that Harry Potter book where the guy was in the book? Remember that one? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one with um, Dobie, the house elf. Oh, Oh yeah, who the diaper one, the diaper man? Yeah, the one in the diaper. Who's now? Was he, now would we say he was a slave? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, an indentured oh, servant. And it's funny when you listen to that book. Uh, you know, Hermione is like pretty pissed about it, but yeah. the rest of them are like, "Come on, come off it." You buzzkill. That's rude. <laughs> it's true. You know what? And it's always got to be the female characters got to call people out and yeah. make a big stink. And yeah. it's it's not fair. Yeah. Oh buzz my kill. god. Harry and Ron are funkles, and Hermione Granger is a funt. <gasps> it's true. A huge funt. Huge. For sure. Oh a magical funt. She's a magical funt. Oh, my Ugh. God. She's a witch funt. <gasps> now, how do you That's, feel about sports, Brenda? It's big. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not something that I uh, participate in. I, you know, I, I love to go watch a live game. I'll go watch basketball or hockey or even a baseball game live, but um, I don't watch it on television ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's hard to keep up. Like, you know, if you go in person, then you get all the smells and you can eat. Yeah. Right. You eat the outside food. But when I'm watching it at home, I think, oh, 
I can't, I'm not getting the full experience at all of it. So I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. I really try to, um, you know, like, like, cause Mags will get excited. Remember she was just saying all that about the basketball, but, but I don't really understand, you know, and you know, I like, like, you remember wings? The, show? the food or the show? Oh, I should have been more. The show. I do remember Wings. Of course you do. You're perfect. Oh, boy. Well, I remember both. I should have said yes, regardless (laughs) of what I thought you were talking about. I remember both. That's fair. Yeah. Well, what were you going to say? What does Wings have to do with sports? Oh, I just prefer to watch Wings than sports. Oh, sure. That's all. Look, I'm all over the place. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I miss Brian and Joe. Right. Was that show problematic? Actually, let's not examine it because I'm sure it wasn't about 1,100 ways. Oh, it wasn't. Okay. I'm getting the... I'm getting a lot of head head signals. Oh, oh that I don't know. I th- I said no at first because I don't want it to be, but now I'm like, was it? Mine was a knowing nod of probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I've been rewatching a lot of stuff and not good. Isn't it nice to look back and he, I don't know if I don't know if either you do this. Sometimes I'll th- I'll look back. I'll think back like on something that I like. Okay, that was like you know 20, 30, 40 years ago, whatever. And then. I don't think about it too much. I just have a warm feeling because I know that if I think about it too much, I'll be like, oh, they did do that or that did happen or why were they like that or why was, why was I like that? So I just like to, I, I we talk about this a lot on this podcast, but uh, looking back on things too much, examining them, I know we, we should be doing it, but I'm tired. Okay. I agree. I, I, I want to do the right thing. I want to learn. I want to grow, but I also want to take a nap and- Go on a nice walk. Take a nice yeah. drive. I don't always want to be worried about worrying, you know? Yeah, 100%. Because there's so much things that are broken and bad that I feel mm-hmm. like if we focus on it, I don't know if I'll ever like do another thing, you know? Or maybe are we supposed to just say, you know, I can't fix everything, so I'm going to try to do as much as I can and someone else will do as much as they can. Is that is that kind of what, where we're at mental health-wise? Like, just do what you can and then someone else will do some and whatever? I think if everyone's doing a little bit, doing what they can, that, that can make a lot of difference. Because another way to look at looking at these older shows and things and how much we've, how far we've come in this time, we've come so far, we've learned so much. With our 2021 spectacles, we can see that we have achieved a lot. There's lots to go, but we've done a lot. Like, yeah, regional airports. Yeah. yeah. Like how much we've changed those because now there's better maybe options for bars yeah. and stuff. God, remember when we, we went to Los Angeles and we uh, we flew into that Burbank airport and it was like, you know, there's not as many options, but the one that there is is a Guy Fieri restaurant. Now, how do you, how do you gals feel about Guy Fieri? Ah. Uh, I love him now. Me too. Yeah, right. He, at first it was like, you're pure trash. But yes. now I'm like, wait, you're single-handedly saving the restaurant industry and you're caring yes. for restaurant workers. Yes. And you seem like you're woke. I don't know. I think I really love him. I used to, it's like, okay, why do you call it donkey sauce? Like, wh- what the hell are you? But now it's like, yes, I will eat donkey sauce or whatever the hell. Good for you, Frosted Tips. Is he still wearing his glasses on the back of his neck? Absolutely. All that I wish is that someone would say to him kindly, you know, oh, let me get you a strap. If I knew him, I'd get him one of those things that goes around your neck where they hang in front. Like you own a boat company or something, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Because putting them back there, one, maybe part of it is I have anxiety that they're going to fall off, right? And the second thing is, how does it make you feel about your neck? You know, I'm starting to worry about my neck. And your neck has to be wide enough that you just have the confidence that it's the tension on the this, the, the armsy glasses that got to hug you to back of the neck. And it doesn't look right. I don't know how, I, you know what? I'll just be honest. Take I don't know breath. how I feel. I don't know. How. Take, take a breath. Take a, dip, take a big, deep breath in. <gasps> oh, that was out. Hold on. <sighs> 
Okay. I guess okay. I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I, and I, I was trying to force myself to figure out how I felt about him. And the reality is I just don't know right now. That's okay. It's a It's not the destination. It's the journey. 100. 100%. Unless it's Myrtle Beach and then it's absolutely the destination. Absolutely is. Oh God, Apache Pia calling my name. Here we go. Barefoot landing, you old bastard. I can't wait to see you with my own two eyes. Now, Brenda, have you been to Myrtle Beach? We've never asked you about this. Have you okay. been there? I've heard so much about Myrtle Beach, never been. <gasps> and I feel like, you know, next time you go, maybe you throw Brenda an invitation. You're invited now. You are invited right now. We're going to charter a bus. We've been talking about this since the start <gasps> of this whole madness. We're chartering a bus so nobody's got to drive. A bus of yeah, aunts. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You're completely invited. We might even do that. Listen, take some time off because this might be a big one. We might even do a cruise after. Oh, I've always wanted to do a cruise. You never did uh, a cruise either? Never done a cruise. Oh, Brenda. Now, I know that no. you're a busy person, you know, and you may not t- have taken as many trips as Megs and I, but look, you live, you're an American and right. you should go to Myrtle Beach before. It does feel like they might one day, we might roll up on Myrtle Beach and they'll be like, yeah, we had to get rid of it because it was leaking or something. You know, like it was yeah. getting out, you know? Yeah. Because um, I like going there, but I would understand why people would want to contain it a bit. And the other thing is cruises, you know, again, it feels like a, an American thing, even though the Vikings invented it. But um, you haven't lived until you've been both sunburned, like so dehydrated from being drunk and sunburned. And you have to sit next to people you don't know for a whole week when you eat, you know? Yeah, that's how, that's that's living. Uh, you know, my Hank, he he can't swim. And I told him that they're not going to make him do it on the boat. But he's afraid. He's afraid something's going to happen and he's going to have to get in the water. Pool or ocean, either way, a problem. I didn't it's know that he, scary. That he couldn't yeah, swim. We, yeah. Yeah. He refuses wow. to learn. I, you know, he'll go in and he'll he, doggy paddles. But that's about it. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that is cute. At least he's got that, you know. Yeah, but as soon as he can't touch the bottom, he's he's screaming. Mm. And of course, taking in water. Yeah, yeah, because that's you don't have your mouth open. That's like no. rule number one. That's did right. you ever try and teach him how to just like lay on his back? And yeah, we did the thing you know you do with kids where you you hold your arms out and you and you hold them, but he doesn't. He, you know he he's so fearful. He he can't uh, relax. He's got his yeah. hand, his arms around my neck the entire time. Won't let go. That's cute. Fear, fear is a, is an anvil. Fear is the greatest anvil to the swimmer. Yeah. You know what they say? Fear is the anvil to the swimmer. I just realized that I haven't heard that before and I like it. I wanted to remember it by saying it a couple of times. I like that a lot. I like your relationship with Hank. I love the fact that he would cling to you because, you know, when I was married to Ron, it was the opposite energy. You know, like um, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a lifeguard, you know, and I took some of the class and then I was like, never mind. Um, But they they would say, if you're going to save somebody, uh, you have to get them from behind because they'll try to fight you out. You know, they'll try to drown you. And Ron was the kind of person who would always be trying to drown me. He thought it was really funny if he got into the pool, you know, push my head underwater and everything and pull down my my suit that son of a bitch yeah you know what honestly i wish i were the person who got to save ron because you know what they tell you to do if somebody's struggling knock them out is that right yeah they tell you to do that when you're a lifeguard if somebody's putting up a fight and you're in danger they tell you just cold cock them knock them right out because that's i feel like the only legal way you could punch somebody do they tell emts to do that too like is that is that kind of across the board in a situation where you're like i'm trying to help you and then if they struggle are you supposed to hit them in the head what if that's where their issue is coming from and maybe that's why it's just for 
swimming. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That actually makes sense. Yeah. It's just for swimming. Boy. Because you know how like cops are bad? Could you imagine how many bad lifeguards are like, I heard I could come here and punch someone directly in the head. Oh my God. What if we just led to so many more bad people becoming lifeguards now? Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Yeah, no. maybe we should look. You know, before you listen, if you're listening to this and you're someone who's contemplating becoming either a part time or full time lifeguard, because we said that if someone's struggling when you try to rescue them, that you can punch them in the head, you can see yourself directly out. See yourself out of this podcast because do we something don't need that else. No, nope, yeah. there are so many positions and jobs in this world that you could be doing. Find them. Actually, speaking of that, that reminds me of how we met. Would you mind? Telling everybody how we met. I'd be happy to. So you girls were at the craft fair. You came up to my table and you purchased some of my painted rocks and shells. Uh, Yeah. You're goddamn right we did. Well, I was drawn, you know, I was like a... Like a bug to a, one of those lights, a bug light. Yes. You know, it it happens to uh, everyone who comes to the craft fair. They always see my, cause I, I do it up, you know, I make it an event and make it a space to hang out. You know, I make my margaritas. Yeah. I don't charge for them because obviously I cannot if uh, I am not licensed to serve it, yeah. but I have my, my killer margaritas and then I have my shells out and I have my stones. I put a little lounge area, a lava lamp, some music. It's it's a good time. I got to be honest. You know, we go to those craft fairs all the time. And usually you see somebody with like a booth and, you know, they're doing their best to create uh, ephemera. But you have created a mood, an environment and you rented like four or five booth spots. I mean, everybody wants to be sitting down enjoying some free margaritas. So I got to make room for everybody. It's, you know, it's a labor of love. Uh, and it worked. Okay. Thank it you. It worked. I, even if you hadn't sold any of those gorgeous shells. And rocks. I didn't sell mel- many. I'll tell you what. I don't sell many. Well, you sold to us. That's for sure. Because those, you see the two of us, our eyes lit up. You know how in in, um, in cartoons, sometimes when a greedy uh a greedy uh, cartoon character, or maybe there's a better one. Uh, sometimes when the cartoon character sees a pretty person and they're in love and their eyes turn into hot. Yes, yes. That's what happened to us. You make that and the people who appreciate it will come to you. <sighs> you know, it's, you see a lot of art made that's like for everybody, everyone has it in their home. Mine is for a specific group of people who enjoy nature, who enjoy colors and, you know, small animal faces. Yeah, uh, tchotchkes. We like tchotchkes, number one. Number two, I'm sorry, handmade? Okay, thank you. I'm sorry. Excuse the shit out of me. Those were adorable. Thank you so much. Thank you for saying so. Thank you. I do have an Etsy store if anybody uh, is interested in checking it out. It's Brenda's Shells and Rocks, handpainted.com. I, I thought I had to add the dot com. Turns out I don't have to. Etsy provides that, but it's already in the title. So I just went with it. I like that, though, because it tells people exactly what it is. Yeah. It sounds official. official. Yeah, it sure does. And I will say this. Pat bought me one of those little shadow boxes, you know, like a printer's yes. draw. And Pat bought that for me for one of our friendship anniversaries. Beautiful. And I have your shells and your rocks in there. With oh. another one of our friends had uh, made these little, also like little pebbles. It's like gravel. Like, she works with gravel. with gravel. Have you ever worked oh. with gravel? Yeah. You What's your what medium? Oh. It's, it, you know, I, I've been doing rocks and, 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 and shells for so long, but I should mm-hmm. consider something else. What else can I paint on, you know? Oh God, literally anything. That's true. I knew a woman who painted uh, pots, planters, pots. So it looks like the plant, the pot is the head. 
and then the plant is the hair. I thought that was fun. Oh my god! I thought like that was fun. Pet, but yes. that is artistry. fun. Yes. Have you have you guys ever done? Um, you know those places where you can go in and you paint your own pottery. Anyone ever done that? Yes. No. I took I took my nieces and nephews there actually. Oh, you oh. did. Okay, because is it supposed to be fun? Is that the intent, or is it to start your own little business? Or what is the um. I, I, one time I walked by one of those and you could see in the window, everyone was painting the same thing, you know, on a, on a plate. And I thought, is this, you know, are these people being released slowly from a minimum security prison or, and how much did you pay to do it? Okay. That's what I'll say. It's very expensive. Okay. And the kids not great at painting. So in some ways you're going to say a waste of money in that way. But it makes them so happy. It makes them so happy. And I have to, I, that brings me so much joy, you know? Yeah, that's lovely. I think there's no price too large, I think, when you're trying to make kids happy. You know, Pat, I remember, remember when you got uh, the balloon arch for your niece and nephew for Arbor Day? Yeah, that, um, the balloon. The, mm-hmm. the arch. Huh? The arch? The arch. Balloon, yeah, the balloon arch. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, sometimes we'll spare no expense and it's so much fun. But I see what you're saying, Pat, about this place. It's like, you know, it's like, to me, it's the same as that, like, wine and paint night, you know, where it's like, well, okay, you could just drink at home and look at a picture of a sunset and paint that for so much cheaper. Does it ever yeah. make you angry to see everyone like, oh, I'm I'm a Picasso over here. Look at me, you know, painting on this pot or whatever. When you are a self-taught, excuse me, I believe that's what you said to us, self-taught artist whose medium happens to be shells and rocks. Does it ever make you crazy to think, oh, some other assholes out there right now just painting whatever, you know, Terry or whatever says to paint? I don't want to be the person to talk negatively about somebody else's art. Here's what I'll say. If you look at something and you say, and it, it makes you feel and you think it's beautiful, that is art. And if for you, that means 12 poorly drawn sunsets that are all the same layout, one worse than the next. If that's art to you, God bless. Wow. I mean, I got to say, I think that's a healthy attitude that I don't have, which is, you know, I'll see something that's supposed to be good and nice or whatever, or I'll be on a trip and the other person is like, let's go to a museum, but it's too early to start drinking. So I go and I think, what is this? You know, I just don't have, I don't have, what I don't have is the same, um, like open heartedness that you have, Brenda. Oh, no, you really do. You saying that is so nice. Like if, if, if that makes you feel something, that's good. And I say, if it makes you feel something, you know, no, thank you. We're not cut from the same cloth. Please don't sit sit them next to me on the cruise because we won't have anything to talk about. Pat, that's the journaling for you though. If you go in my journal, it's a it's a different song. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm a little darker, a little heavier, a little angrier. I tell you what, I like both sides of this coin because, you know, nobody is one thing all of the time. Right. That's true. And I, I just want well, I want to put a pin in that. And then I want to say, you know, I've heard of the phenomenon that is Stendhal syndrome. Right. Where you're so moved by a piece of art that you could faint or cry or, you know, experience this huge swell of emotion. And, and, you know, that's called we talked about Stockholm syndrome. This is called Stendhal syndrome. And it's how 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 is it said? Stendhal. Stendhal. Okay. Is it? Well, maybe I'm saying it wrong. No, I don't. It's spelled. Is it stipple? Is it stipple syndrome where you paint so small? I experienced that for the very first time in my whole life when I saw one of your little shells that. Yeah. That had the face of a coyote on it. Okay, that one is very special. That was painted 
from life, I saw the coyote on one of my walks and I just committed him to memory and I went home and I, I it, to me, he, he is a symbol of strength and intelligence and being a survivor. Oh my God, it's happening again. I'm, I am brought to tears again. Was oh. it blue in real life or was that an honest interpretation? Okay, that was my own interpretation. I will be honest about that. Is this true about art? Like it's through the eyes of you. You don't see so you're interpreting the coyote. So if it was brown, people would be like, oh, just take a photo. But you made it blue because that's how you were kind of maybe seeing it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was out of brown. I'll be I didn't have oh. I ran out. I had done a couple of bear stones and most of but all my bears are brown. I think I bought some of those too. Oh good. Good. Yeah. yeah, those those are so cute. They reminded me of the bears with the toilet paper, you know. Yes. I don't mm-hmm. I don't like the message of those commercials, but I like the characters they portray in them. I, I don't understand. Do you so, get it? Yeah, so the little pieces of toilet paper, they're meant to be dingleberries. And that is too much for television. Yeah, it's too much. disgusting. I agree. Thank you. Okay, so I guess I do get it. You know, Pat and I will watch those. I'll, I'll look at her and I'll go, I, I don't get it. Did that come from the idea of does the bear shit in the woods? Yes, I bet you're absolutely right. That's it. That's the kind of thing that I wouldn't be able to watch with like, you know, a family member or something. Like, you know, you know, if you're watching a movie or something and you see a sex scene or whatever and you go, oh, God, I can't watch this with this other person. It's so awkward. That's yes. the kind of thing. I can't watch those commercials with anybody because my mind immediately goes to what is clinging to my hole? You know, what's just hanging on for dear life and near my I'm hole? Think, and if I'm thinking about it, then they're also thinking about it, which then makes me start thinking about what's stuck to their hole. And I don't yeah. want to think about anybody else's hole but my own. Right. And I hate thinking about my own. Yeah. And you guys know how I feel about buttholes in general, which is thumbs down. Well, you know, I mean, I feel like we should t- keep talking about art because we have a real artist on today. Oh my you gosh. Know? Thank you. Thank you it's so true. much for saying that. May I also give you a compliment, Brenda? Because you know how also you can tell you're an artist it's by the way that you dress yeah thank you so much it's true everything that you wear looks now this what i was about to say is going to come out funny but i don't mean it that way homemade like you had an idea and you just you made it happen somehow and sometimes i'm like what shape is that outfit that she's wearing and i'm like it's oh it's a parallelogram or whatever and i think that's so cool i take no offense to homemade because they are in fact all made by yours truly and any sort of fabric you know old sheets uh kitchen towels or you know tea towels old uh, pillowcases like uh, like doby doby the house elf very much like yes and i you know i don't have a sewing machine but i do i know how to do a button a sew a button so i just kind of use that everywhere where okay. i need things to touch and connect we were wondering why there were so many buttons you now know, i want to say this too you know also to you know to pay you the same compliment is that you know when we when you watch project runway which i love you say uh you don't always want to see what the what the designers are putting on the models you want to see what the designers are putting on themselves Yes. Right? Because that's what's next. Yes. And that's how I feel about you. Oh. You were wearing very baggy clothes before it came back. And I think it's because of you that it did. Oh, that's very kind to say. That's very kind. That's very generous words you're using to describe the way I dress. Thank you so much. My rule of thumb is I don't want to be wearing clothes. So mm-hmm. let me not wear clothes that are too close to my body. Yeah. May the clothes be as far away from me while I'm wearing them, which is why they're so billowy, so baggy. Um, I love that. I would yeah. I would like for my clothes not to be able to touch me because that way yeah. I'm not thinking like, oh, is this clinging weird? Can they see my cinnamon bun or whatever is hanging out over my bra or whatever? And Pat, you know, if you don't want to worry about cinnamon rolls, don't wear a bra. 
um, hmm. I could never, but I do admire so greatly those who could. I love not wearing one at home. My concern would be they do point somewhat, they're travel. You know what? They met in a wood and one of them went, what's that poem? I, roads. One of them's taking the road less traveled. And one of them oh. is like, I, not for me. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take the highway. So I think I, once again, you know, we always say on this podcast, you know, I'm trying to become the best version of myself. The reality is that's on me. If people look at my wandering tits and they have a problem or whatever, that's on them. I'm just out here whistling Dixie. Well, not God, what an don't, awful don't song. What anymore. an awful, yeah. I would never do that again. But you know, when I'm whistling, um, the theme song to Wings. You know what you could whistle? Remember the Leon Redbone song from Mr. Belvedere Street? Well, now is that China? a... Yeah, Never wait, 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 wait. Before. Hold on. That sounds not good. And Leon Redbone, we should look him up. Hold Steamboat on. to China? Is that what you said? <laughs> no, he says streaks on the China. Never mattered before. Who cares? That brings us back to those bears. Now, you, I feel like you've always been creative, the creative type, you know? Hold, oh, on. By the, yes. Hold on. Put a oh, pin okay. in this. Put a pin okay. in it, yeah. Wait for it. You know, I miss that. I miss when the, we used to indulge in a theme song, one that we could all sing along to when it came on. I, I mean, when you think about that show, it's like, why were there so many shows about servants? Because there was Mr. Belvedere and then Benson and then Lurch. Yeah, no, that show Lurch. No. Although I liked From it. From the Adams family, Lurch. Remember yeah. you used to say you rang? I yeah. think back in the day, they were like, if we're going to have many characters in a show about a family and it can't all be kids. They have to have some adults and they got to be the help. What was the one with that beautiful black woman who had a very large bosom and she sucked up the fish in the aquarium from the... <gasps> Nell Carter. That was Nell Carter and that was... Uh... Whatever it was, I loved when she vacuumed no, no. that aquarium. I tell you that I could have watched a whole show of just Nell Carter nearly electrocuting herself a billion times. Wouldn't you guys watch like a show of people who have a hard time, like their job is to clean, but then they don't know how to do it? I, I, you know, I I know that a lot of people say that it's not entertaining to watch somebody do something that they're bad at, but honestly, it's kind of the best. That's my whole life. That's the whole thing. You know, I'm trying to do and try more things, but I'm not good at them, but someone's entertained somewhere, right? America's Funniest Home Videos was built on that concept, I think. Yep. Is that, oh, that and, and people will get hit in the crotch over and over oh, and over again. Over and over. I love uh, that show. It's it's called Give Me a Break. This is a different one. Isn't it? 
No, this is a oh, maybe it is. remember that as the actual theme song i think they changed it this is this has uh, season three opening credits oh but it's a fun song that's a fun one i would love that on my headstone the entirety of the lyrics of give me a break and then the other side doesn't say my name or anything but it's like um chiseled into the rock of her vacuuming up that fish and i'm going to tell you right now imagine you're in a cemetery and you're like what's this one and then it's the lyrics and you're like, I don't get it. And then you turn around and you laugh. There's not enough laughing happening at cemeteries. So I think that would be something people would appreciate a little levity. I, I think so too. I think so too. But, uh, Brenda, not to get too macabre. Macabre? Mm-hmm. Macabre. Macabre. I'm going to do that to Macabre? my hair when this is over. Oh, you look so good with that. Uh, but what would you, if, okay, so Pat's was to give me a break. The, the, the epic shot of Nelkata vacuuming up fish. Uh, and the theme song, what would yours be? Okay. I just had this idea the other day. I saw someone do something similar and I thought this is brilliant. Okay. So I have this incredible artichoke dip recipe and I think, you know, it's a family recipe, but I, you know, I don't have any kids myself. So this is my opportunity to share it with everyone. And when I'm, when I, when I die, that's when the recipe can be released to the public. It'll be on my tomb. So you have to come visit me to get it. That's also part of it. Oh, maybe. And maybe people will visit and they'll bring like scoops and they'll put those there instead of flowers. And that way you could like take a scoop, leave a scoop, you know, while you take down the recipe. Yeah. Get one of those things that that people can put on their laptop that that doesn't so it doesn't show your work. So people can't take pictures of it. Yes. So get that on the front of your tombstone so people can't take screenshots or or pictures of it. That's right. They have to visit. Yeah. Because that's what I'm also concerned about. Is it going viral? Very concerned about going viral. I'm so terrified of going viral. That's one of my top six fears now is somehow going viral because, you know, the kids are always recording me when I'm not paying attention. Yes. And I know for a fact it's going to happen at some point. I don't know what I would do. I think I'd move into the woods and and quickly die. Oh, absolutely. I, I have no desire to be famous. I don't want anyone to know who I am. Let me live and die in peace. Hi. Oh, sorry. It'll be just a moment. Okay. Is that Bonnie? That's Bonnie. She knows it's dinner time, so she's upset. Oh, I love her. I love her so much. Can I just say, yes, let's not go viral, because that's that seems really bad, you know, when that happens to people. Think, yeah, I don't what? think anybody on this podcast is going to have a problem. I don't think you and I, this podcast is certainly not going viral. We got about 10, 15 people listening. Well, yeah. But, sorry if you thought it was going to be more people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's the perfect amount. That's the perfect amount of people. That's all yeah. I want hearing me right now. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah. Good. Well, you know what? Can I just say this, though? It wouldn't be from this. Do you remember that poor soul who was trying to be a journalist and she fell on the grapes? I still think about her. She was smashing grapes because she's like, I do the news. And finally, you know what? After this, they'll let me sit behind the desk. And then she fell off and she made that terrible sound. I think <gasps> about her all the time. Brenda, are you familiar with this I woman? don't know. I don't think I know this one. Oh, oh my wow. God. Oh, she oh fell from a distance. She fell she from like six, eight feet up. Oh, dear. Yeah. 
she f- slipped right out of the wine barrel thing because she was <gasps> squish- squishing grapes, and she made this sound. It was. It sounded like I don't know what it sounded like. That she it went viral. Like if if you were slowly uh, strangling or bludgeoning um, somebody who didn't have the gift of like Nell. You know? Oh yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. If someone was very slowly applying pressure to Nell's neck, that would be this. Yeah. Well, I, I hate to say it, Brenda, but it's it's only a matter of time before you get some kind of phone call that someone says, we're doing a movie and we got a character who has an amazing home and we want to buy, you know, 4,000 of your rocks and your shells. And oh. before you know it, you're famous. And I want to ask you this oh. question. When you're famous, what do you do? You know, what's the first thing you do if you're famous? Um, Megs and I sometimes like to play the game of if we won the lottery, what's the first thing we would do? Yeah. Oh, I love this game. Okay. I, I, uh, first of all, once I'm, you know, once I'm, everything's safe, I go on a great trip. I go now, on a great trip somewhere. Let me, Beach, let me just back Beach. you up for one second. When what's safe? Because now I feel a little unsafe because I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm referring to like, well, once everyone's vaccinated, once all the countries are open again, once, you know, everything is back to normal. And it's okay. okay. We can leave our homes in a okay. That makes mask. sense. You know what I'm saying? Oh, sure, right. Okay. Yeah. When when the yes. Okay. Now I now I've I finally got there. Yeah. Okay. So you go on a trip. I go on a great trip. You know, all expenses paid. I guess by me, and I would just really do it up. You know, just a nice hotel. Uh, so, where would you go? Now, is this a place you've either gone and you love it, or is this a place you've never been and you're like, that's the place that we would go yeah. first? Yeah. And okay. would you and would you take Hank? Because you guys have been together for about more than five minutes. Would you take him? Now, Hank and I, we do love to travel together, but I think for this particular trip, I'd like to go alone. I like what you said about doing a solo trip. I think there's something very special about that. All these all my all my all these kids are getting gap years. I never did a gap year, and I feel like a nice trip abroad, you know. Now I can't backpack. I'm not gonna backpack. I can't get on a train. You know, with a backpack on my back, that's too heavy. My sciatica won't allow for that. But you know, I figure it out. Are you doing your back exercises? Don't don't start with me, Max. I it's I'm not. You know, I. I'm afraid if I go down to the ground, I won't get back up. Mackenzie method will help you with those, with, with your sciatica. You got to do your back exercises. We've <sighs> talked about this. I know you're right. I know you're right. You've sent me all the videos. I know. If you get down and you can't get back up, do you, oh, do you have one of those? Um, Cause I, now I really want one. Do you, you know that um life alert? I put it on my Christmas wish list. Mm-hmm. Every year, mm-hmm. and nobody buys it for me because I'm they say I'm one. being dramatic. They say I'm no. being dramatic, and honestly, I don't care. I'm gonna I'm get being, one. I'm being brave. I'm gonna get one yep. for the three of us. I'm gonna I'm gonna get three life alerts. Now I don't know what the monthly fee is for. I don't know if there's a fee associated. I don't know. I, the other thing is, I definitely don't know when you hit the button who it calls because I would like a very specific. I wanted to go to the fire department, but um. We can work out that out later, but I think all of us should have one because I agree with Mags. You should be doing your back exercises, but I also see a point in, man, sometimes I am down for the count if I'm on the ground. I think, well, get comfortable, you know, because I'm just, it, more, more for me, it's lethargy. I think I'm saying that right. But, yeah, you know. Are. Good job. Was that one of your word of days? Yep. That was yesterday's word of the day. Mm-hmm. Are you getting that on a calendar or like a like a roll of toilet paper? Have you seen those? They got word of the day on toilet paper. Imagine your dingleberries no. had vocabulary on it. Wow. But you go through more than one in a day. Yeah, you have vocabularies. Your vocabularies. 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 Oh. 
we did it now. So you'd go to I, Europe? I think I'd go to Europe. I think I'd like to go see some, some of the art in France, go to the Tate in London, you oh, know, okay. see some other artists, you know, and, and I don't know, maybe I get discovered. Maybe I <gasps> paint some European rocks and shells and then I, I, you know, set up a little booth. Oh my God. I can see you in Europe. Now see, Europe for me is very intimidating because they have it all, right? Because they're like, oh, this is the French part of Europe and this is the other part of Europe. And it just feels like everyone speaks a bunch of languages and everyone's very familiar with how to board a train without getting yelled at. And But you seem very... Like you'd be, you would do so well there. I think, right? Mm-hmm. You've oh. just got this this air about you. That's you're just classy and you belong. And also, like I feel it, like in Europe. Uh, you remember? I remember when I uh, lived in New York for three weeks, and it was my personal nine eleven, and it was bad. But I told you that it felt like I was uh, missing out on a secret that everybody else was let in on. And that's what living in New York felt like to me. Yeah, you did mention that, yeah. But I, but in Europe, it feels like everybody knows a secret, but they're not so bitchy about it. Like in, in mm. Europe, it's like, yeah, we all know how to stay thin and eat this much pasta. I'm not going to tell you. But if you come here, you might learn. Yes. You know, they want you to visit and then they'll give you the information like yeah. my tombstone. Visit. They'll get the recipe. This reminds me of that movie with um, the one who, oh God, what's her name? She's so beautiful. And she went to Italy or something and she bought like a an old zoo? house. Oh, is it we bought oh, a zoo? Under the Tuscan sun. sun. <gasps> oh, is there under, the under the Tuscan sun, sun? under the, the Tuscan sun. Yes, I believe. I think so because she goes there because she's sad about something. Probably some something some man did to her, and she buys a house or something. Now I don't know if I've seen the whole movie, but from what I saw, wow. We stopped. I remember we saw that one together. We stopped watching <gasps> because we were like, we get it. Well, that's true. It does. It, it does just kind of. What you described is the movie. She buys the house and lives there. That's true. That is what happens. And she's very pretty. She would do well in space, you know. Oh, she would do so well in space. Now tell yeah. me about that. Why, why, who determines and how who do well in space? Because I am concerned about space travel the closer we get to it. Oh, my God. Me too. Because I doesn't. Oh, my God. Okay. I've been dying to talk about this because. Okay. Everything that's going on terrify you in a way that you're like, we shouldn't go there. And I don't want to colonize. And this is horrible and terrifying. And I don't trust Elon Musk. Did you watch that Sandy Bullock movie? The Sandy Bullock movie? No. Oh, oh, Sandra Boynton. Sandra Boynton Speed? Wait, which? Bullock. Sandy Bullock. What, What is she in? Gravity with George Clooney. Oh my God. I love George Clooney. Which one's this? Me too. He goes to space. Oh, I need you to know. she gets stuck there. Oh God, no. Brenda, Pat knows this about me. Brenda, I don't know if you do. I cannot watch space catastrophe movies and that is so real. Do not watch this one. This one was like, I watched it and I immediately, I saw it in IMAX and I said, I will absolutely not be visiting space. Hank, Hank wants to go to space. He's been begging me to go with him. I said, when it's possible, I'm not going. I belong here on earth. Mm-hmm. I haven't even been in the depths of the ocean. Let's explore that. What's going on down there? You you can't go to space till you've been on a cruise, at least. <gasps> yeah, Myrtle that's Beach. what I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell yeah, him Myrtle if Beach. we don't go on a cruise or go to Myrtle Beach, I am not going with you to space. Yeah, and don't go anyways. Swim. I'll have to learn yeah. to swim. <gasps> yeah, do it that way. Do it that way. Are you saying that you're less afraid of the bottom of the ocean? Because the bottom of the ocean, I think, is so scary. Have you seen the fish that that their eyes are... 
I don't know how to, I don't, it's so frightening. That's why swimming is so, I get Hank being a little bit afraid because when you Mm -hmm. can't touch, you're in their space. They are meant to be there. You're visiting. You Mm -hmm. are the guest. And, you know, you ever ever been to someone's house and they're like, we take off our shoes. And and also, we have a squatty potty. Please use it. Okay, well, I get it. Someone asked you to use their squatty potty? Someone said, we have a squatty potty and we want you to use it. Like It's in there for a reason. And I thought, excuse me, I've been on this earth for quite some time and I've never used a squatty potty. And as far as I know, everything gets mostly out. Oh, this takes us right back to those bears again. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like if you're in the ocean or whatever, the fish and everything that live there, they don't know. They're not mean. They're just like, well, this thing doesn't belong here. So we may as well eat it or bite it or sting it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why you got to be a good guest. You know, <sighs> like you cannot overstay your welcome. You cannot be going too deep. I want this is what I'm saying. In space, no one's invited us. Yeah. No one said, would you like to see? No, we just invited ourselves. That's the worst kind of guest. The thing about space and the thing about the ocean is how do those people or animals or whatever distinguish between the people who will like very readily throw a panty liner in the water versus somebody who respects you know the sea yes how and do you differentiate yourself right how do you how do you prove to them oh, that's not my panty liner and then in space there's so much space junk you know there was a whole exhibit uh, about space junk at one of the museums i don't remember science and industry in chicago maybe space junk anyways oh space so jam much. oh everybody oh, get up, get up. Um, it's time to slam now <gasps> Your singing voice is so oh, beautiful. No, no, Max, please, no. I only sing for myself and for Hank, and it slipped out just now. Hank's a lucky man. He's he lucky. really is. And I love how gentle Hank is, and I like that he's mm-hmm. fearful of things. He's a very relatable person, and he's so sweet to you. And, you know, so many times on this podcast, we have to tell people that you should really reconsider mm-hmm. y- who you're married to or live with or your partner or whatever. Now, does Hank have any brothers? Yes. All, all, so Hank has a brother and a sister. Mm. Is What's that where your nieces name? and nephews come from? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. That's you're right. You're to do some recon. Oh, I'm just go. curious. I'm just curious what his brother's oh, name is. His brother's name is Jeffrey. Jeffrey? Jeff, Jeffrey. Oh, I thought you said Jeffrey. And I was like, wow, that is a bold name, unless he's deaf, and then it's cool. Oh no, no, no! Just, just Jeffrey. That would have been interesting if his name had been Jeffrey, and they named him that before he was born, and then it ended up that he was deaf. That's interesting. You have to wonder if it's like if it, if you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Like, yeah. was Jeffrey born deaf because we named him Jeffrey, or was he? Because it would be worse if he was born and you chose to name him Jeffrey after finding out he was deaf. Yeah, that's true. That'd be bad. Is he, is he a hearing man? He's a hearing man. And oh, it, okay. it, yeah, yeah. And his name's Jeffrey with a J. Oh, okay. Well, good maybe, night. you know, I'm, I'm not going to take up too much of our time. I was just curious. I'm just, I was just curious because Hank is so sweet. And I was just curious if he had a brother and he does. And maybe I'll ask about it later at another time. Um, But yes, Meg's had asked. Um, so these are where you get your nieces, nephews and nibblings from. And so do take us to your happy place. Do take us to them. Okay. So I'm an only child. So I do not have any nieces and nephews that are of my blood, which is a travesty. And mm-hmm. obviously I wish I did, but then I met Hank and I married him. And then I got my nieces and nephews from his brother and his sister. And I love them so much. I've got Prism and Journey. Those are, oh. those are his, those are his sister's kids. She's very new age. She's very cool. 
Um, and Prism and, and, and Journey are just, they're, they're so beautiful. They're such good kids. They're very thoughtful, emotional children. But then Jeffrey's kids are Tracy and LaSalle. And, you know, they're, they're a little more rough around the edges. Tracy and LaSalle. We would would say like, you know... uh, I see that you're trying to like waddle. You mean, are they more like... They got their arms out. They're doing like a... What is that? George Jefferson. Like imagine if a barrel sprouted arms and legs. Oh my God. It's not a a weight thing. It's just they're they're good stock. They're strong, burly children. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have like... And I'm sorry, if you listen to this and I offend you, I apologize. It's like they don't have nut allergies. Correct. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that was invented recently. You know, the woman who writes the mantras for this show when she was a child, they called it Carol the Barrel. And you know what? She came out just fine. More than fine. She's a saint. She's, She's no barrel. Saint. Yeah. She's the patron saint and poet laureate of this podcast. So I, I, um, I never know how to ask a question like this, um, but may as well just... And barrel just, forward. Yeah, just um, let it rip. Yeah. Prism and Journey are human children. Yeah. And they now look, okay, I'm older, so I'm not uh, I'm not familiar with this. Now you did say uh that your sister in law is new agey. Yeah. Um so the children and you said the children are great and I bet that they are, but have you noticed anything? They're walking through the world with these names. And then another one's named LaSalle, which is also very interesting in a different way. Are they okay? Is everything okay? Everyone's fine. Honestly, you know, my sister-in-law, she is just a free spirit. You know, she named the kids before she found out what their genders were. as the genders they were assigned at birth. They continue to be those genders as far as we know, you know, a boy mm-hmm. and a girl. And uh, they are getting bullied, if I'm full answer honest with you. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to watch, isn't it? You know, because you want to protect them. So I try and give them like comebacks that they could use, you know. Oh, good or, for you. Good for you. you What's some good oh, yeah. comebacks you got? Yeah, good- yeah. Like, um, do they ever say to Prism, like, uh, okay, I don't know. I don't even know how to make fun of that but well, well, well yeah what's some good comebacks you know it's it's you know it's uh, i'm not I, they're not good they're just it's something to do in in the moment right so yeah. you know if someone's making fun of prism and is like oh the sun shines through you you make a rainbow i said yeah i'm a rainbow i'm a big gay rainbow just like take take the insult and like absorb it and then shoot it back at them oh my god like a prism like a well, like a prism. Oh my God! You know, you said that you're not good at that. That's excellent because that was so good. If mm. someone yelled at me, "I am a big gay rainbow," you know what I would do? I'd shut the fuck up. I really would. Right. I'd be like, "Okay, ooh, I have been put into my place," and that's just the truth. It is good to own stuff like that. You know, it's a shame that you know you don't get to know it until you're older, where you just get to go like, if someone yells at you, "Look at you old, you old hag," and I get to go, "I'm a hag," and I'm gonna haunt your dreams tonight. There's power in it now. You know, he doesn't always have the greatest results. You know, Prism did use that, took my advice and, and did that. And the next day she did find a, a, a dog turd in her locker. Mm. And, um, but she felt better about it before that happened. What if you gave Prism some of your beautifully painted rocks to ch- just kind of chuck at people who oh. were being mean? And then that's twofold, right? Because then it's like, yeah, it's a self-defense mechanism. But also if somebody finds that, you know, put your little Etsy shop on the back. I love that. And I could even like write like a, a positive message. So like you get hit by the rock. Pick you. What hit me? Hold it up. Look at it. And it says lead with kindness. Are we sure someone wasn't trying to flirt with Prism? <gasps> because nothing would get my attention more. You know, they flirt weird. They all do. 
You know, yeah. they say you smell, yeah. you farted, you're, you know, you're ugly. You know, they chase you around. They throw aluminum foil at you if you were me. Actually, that wasn't flirting. That was just, um, they just did that. So maybe, you know, you never know if that was flirting. No, 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 I'm not trying to advocate for this type of flirting, but it might have been. Maybe it worked so well that someone was like, oh, I love Prism. I love her. And I'm going to put this poo-poo in a locker. Yeah, but Pat, remember how we have talked about how you've been conditioned to just accept horrible things in the name of kind of patriarchal, you know, like dominance, you know, people throwing tinfoil at you or putting something in your locker that shouldn't be there. That's not a good thing. So I don't know it. Should we look further into it? Because remember how it's like, we have to work on you sticking up for yourself and recognizing when things are bad and not flirting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Does that ring now I remember a little bit yeah. of this conversation. Yeah. 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 Boy, am I conditioned. Cause you know what I almost did? I almost kept it going, you know, like hurt people, hurt people. I mm-hmm. almost took Brenda's beautiful, you know, niece. And I almost just said, maybe you should like the poop and maybe it means love. And then it, right. it continues and it never stops. Thank God for Mags. Cause honestly, the things that I would advise people to do. If that's you guys are each other's yin and yang, you know. Yeah, we are. But also this say I would say you're actually like you know how they used to be like the yin yang yin yang necklaces, best friend necklaces. Mm-hmm. You guys are more of a hot because you are two separate parts but you make up a whole and I wouldn't say you're opposites. In a yin yang there's an opposite, but I say you I say you uh flatter each other. You compliment one another beautifully. Yeah. Oh, now I understand that you're talking about that thing that was like a black and white squiggle with the dots and yes, I thought sorry. you were talking yes, yes. about the rap group that sang dirty <gasps> raps. Dirty raps. Yes. You're right. Let me ask let me ask you this. Were Prism and Journey named after cuz the first thing I thought of when you hear Journey you think of Steve Perry and when you hear Prism I think of, you know, Pink Floyd. What, what was oh. that? Was that on purpose? Okay, that is not where she found them. I, th- I think it was very much more like an actual a prism that you might hang in your window and have rainbows cascade on your walls. And then journey, you know, it's not the destination, it's the journey. I said that earlier. It sounds like you're a really good aunt. You know, you give them advice. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's all that we can ask because we're not perfect. We're ants. We're, we're not perfect, but we're very, very good. Now, how about the other two? Do they have problems? And, and how do you advise the other two that are married, made of barrels? I'm just imagining it's so cute when you think about it. LaSalle. LaSalle. And Tracy and LaSalle. Yeah. You know, growing up, there was a uh, a furniture store in my, like a regional commercial for a, a, a furniture company called LaSalle interiors. Mm-hmm. And it ended with this uh, old Italian man saying, uh, he would say like, LaSalle interior, a salute. The level of Italian around Mags is almost unheard of. It really came forward in that moment. I really felt it. It, just, well, it was I, like, uh, what's your target demo there? I mean, LaSalle interiors, are you only advertising to Italians? Absolutely. He didn't speak. He only said salute. You know, he didn't speak in Italian. Was there a question in there, Mags? Or was this an anecdote from your childhood? And by the way, either way. Acceptable. I knew a bridge named LaSalle. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, was he named after that furniture store in my hometown? Or was, uh, you know, was uh, was he named after a bridge in Chicago, Illinois? Yeah, so my... Is is LaSalle a a, a gendered person? I I assigned a gender. Tracy and LaSalle are twin boys. The story that they've told me is that they just liked them. They were looking around for names. Tracy, they said, sounded beautiful. And LaSalle, I do believe it was inspired by a Chicago street or something of that nature. So 
on the nose, definitely. What if I went, what if I went, what if I was like whacker and um, lower whacker, lower <laughs> whacker? Because what if I'm shorter? Oh my God. Oh, that's, that's what I cute. thought about. Pat, that's what I thought about when you were describing your boobs. I thought one of them was on upper, upper Michigan and the other was on lower whacker. Yeah, one of them is the one where they take the tour buses, the other one is the one where all the cabs are. Yeah, that's very apt. So, with those two, is it the same type of advice? And, and, and you and Hank not having, you know, uh, children that are your, your, your children, your children. You're unchilded. You and you're Hank un- are unchilded. You're child zero, as we said. Yeah, uh, with Aunt Star. But um, do you ever like? Um, sometimes I accidentally like project a little bit. Like Carolyn get mad at me because I'm, you know, I'm, she thinks I'm being too maternal with them. Do you ever do that, or do you feel like you have a good clean line? Oh no, definitely, definitely. Like with in the case of uh, Tracy and LaSalle, my brother-in-law, he is a very you know strict man. He's not very emotional. He's he's very different from from Hank. So I try and be like very very sweet to these boys, you know, tell them it's okay to be to be to cry, you know, to show emotion cuz I don't want them turning into these, you know, growing up to be robots and being frat boys, you know. And they're still very young. They're only 6, you know, 6 years old, you know, they're little. Oh, they oh, are wow. little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little yeah. barrels. Yeah. So cute. <gasps> oh, they're like those little you remember those juices you would get and they had a foil top and they were little barrels and you got little a little juice out of it. Oh, was oh, it little God. hugs or little chugs? Chugs. Chugs, I believe. Chugs? Chugs sounds pornographic. Little chugs. Sounds like, never mind, never mind. Ooh. Okay, so they were like that. Oh, that's so nice. They're sweet boys. They're just, you know, they're just a little rough and tumble. They just like to wrestle each other. And, you know, I try and like sit them down and like read a book with them or something, you know, but inevitably if they want to talk about, they're, they're, they're t- your classic typical boys. They want to talk about trucks and uh, dinosaurs and, uh, you know, rocket ships, all, you know, those things. And they're not as interested as in the things that I like, like painting shells. So, you know, yeah. but they help have me they, collect rocks and shells when we go to the beach. Have Tracy and LaSalle uh, come across Blippy? I don't know what that is. Oh God. Protect them from Blippy at all costs. Blippy is a grown adult man who behaves like a child and he wears orange suspenders and glasses and a blue shirt buttoned up with a bow tie and my little, my littlest dreamboat, my little Vincent, is obsessed with Blippy. Is oh. this someone that he knows from the neighborhood? No, it's this guy who tried to be a gross-out comic and then became a multimillionaire by becoming a kid show host on YouTube. And this guy is truly, look it up, Blippy, B-L-I-P-P-I. I'm already upset. It's really gross already because the name and the whole thing. That's why the arts are so dangerous. You know, not your art. Brenda, because your art is beautiful. I just mean like, and I know that I've gotten on my uh, big box before and talked about this, but the arts, what are we doing? This man, I bet, thinks of himself as an artist and he's fleecing children. Where is all this money coming from? Send Blippi, you know, send Blippi some money. Blippi needs your your cash. Mm -hmm. And what is he doing on it? I don't like that. I don't like that at all. You know, oh, I'm an artist. I I show kids uh, whacker and lower whacker. You know, that's my art and that's, you know, normalizing what's happened to me. No, that's not art. That's, that'd be called, you know... Yeah, put that away. Yeah, flashing. Thank yeah. you. Indecent exposure, at the very least. And no offense to you, I don't think anything about you is indecent. But that's what they would call it, the authorities. the authorities. Oh, yeah. And then can you imagine I'm sitting in the back of the car, the police car, and they're just having a field day. And I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to say I, I own it, but I don't. Because in reality, I just, I really don't, I really don't like what's happening. That's relatable. Yeah. 
it, you know, your body changes. Things change as you get older. And, mm-hmm. you know, some so, very few things for the better. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel mm-hmm. it's sad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever see pictures of yourself when you were at your hottest and think I wasted that body on somebody who cheated on me? Or is that one just me? I've looked back and thought, was I cross-eyed? No. (laughs) Okay. Some of the pictures, I think I'm just looking at something too close. Maybe I'm looking too close to the camera. That's all angles. That's all angles because I've never seen your eyes cross. Oh, really? The thing, did you ever do this, Brenda? Did you ever... Like, you know, bring Tracy and LaSalle, you know, tucking them in at night. And did you ever say this to them? Because I've said this to my niece, uh, Josie. I've said, you know, I didn't give birth to you, but you are my child. Oh, that's beautiful. And I have said it right in front of my sister, Gina. Okay. You know, I, I, I have not said, I have not said those specific words to them, but I have, I do, I do tell them when we go, when they go to bed, if you don't want to live here, you can live yes and i you know not that they're in any dangerous environment or anything like that it's just more like it could be more fun yeah for everyone exactly one time my nephew dominic called me he was very mad and he was like three years old and he was having a real hard time and he said i need to come and live with you because mommy is being a willy mean to me and I really don't like moms. What and a then, sweetheart. Yeah. And when, when my sisters both told me they were pregnant, I was like, oh my God, someday you're going to have kids that are going to threaten to run away to my house. And I oh. love when that happens. So absolutely always tell the kids, if you don't like it here, you can come live with me. You can come I live think with that's me. that's great. Yeah, that's great. I would tell the kids that more, except I think that they would come over and then I wouldn't be able to fall asleep because I'd be too fearful of what I'd wake up to the next day, just because, you know, Tina and Jeremy are a little bit, they're just in that mean phase, the mean oh. phase and the like stealing phase and the disrespecting. No. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, mm-hmm. but I would, I would, I would love it. If I could get a really good lock, you know, on stuff, if I, if I got one of those, you know, those you see in a movie, they have those big vaults, like a big, like yeah. one of those big old fashioned safes. If safe, I had yeah. a safe, if I had a safe and I could get everything I cared about in there and myself, the kids could stay over whenever they wanted. Yeah. I was just thinking that for you. You'd need like a safe room. Oh, I should say a panic room. I love that movie, Safe Room. Remember, yes. her, remember um, what's With her name, Judy? Judy? The woman from Nell. Dench. Yeah, Judy Dench from Nell. Remember in that movie, they, that did you guys see that movie? Yes. No. Oh my God. They, there's a room that's a safe room in this house. And I can't remember why they, oh no, because the people come in, because a bunch of guys are coming there and they go into this, um, room and it's not that safe i mean they can't get in but there's nothing like in there no one thought to put anything else in there so there's no not television bottled water nothing no no it was new no. it was new they just built it nothing was in there yet oh that's good. Oh. It, like just moved in but it's really good i don't remember anything else about it but it was i really recommend it because something because of i can't put my finger on it mm-hmm. you ever see yeah. the show medium yeah no? I, I right. still haven't. Okay. I still haven't seen it because I can't. Well, you can only see Jack, but they, but in Medium there was an episode of Medium where the Medium uh, discovers that there's a criminal hiding out in a safe room. <gasps> no, yeah, I don't like show. that. I don't no, like that. It's very good show. Very good. I often think people could be in the vents. You ever hear that one story about there was a man who lived in the he lived in the attic of the ducks or something because and then the new family moved in and then they were m- losing bread and stuff and there was a man mm-hmm. in the walls or whatever. I yeah. often think that. That they could be a man in the vents, the walls, or whatever. Ugh, they can get in. You know, men are like um, silverfish. You know, they can just really squeeze in. Yep. I hate mm-hmm. a silverfish. 
Uh, the way you feel about the large fish in the water is how I feel about silverfish. I'm afraid they're going to go inside my ear when I'm sleeping mm-hmm. and start messing around with things. Oh yeah, yeah. moving things around and stuff like that, and, yep. and the whole thing inside making themselves my head. at home. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, we support that. We support you in that. It's not a problem at all. No, it's the easiest thing in the world to do is support you because you're so wonderful. You know. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I can't tell you I, to have friends like the two of you. It, I feel like the richest. I feel like I've won the lottery. We're talking about what we do with the lottery. Yeah. I feel like I've already won the lottery with my oh friends. My God, that I is so kind. I didn't answer that question. I would build a compound for my family and for Pat. So I'd, oh. I'd put us all on the compound. That's nice. But I not a scary that. compound, not like Branch Davidian or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something like just real cool. Everybody's got their own house, but we have like a potty center and a pool. Okay. I love that. I love that. I do too. I would flee. Um, I would flee because I know that Carolyn and the kids, you know, it would just that be great for me. So the first thing I would do, but I would let you, you both know where I, where I was going. Um, got to say, you know, being at that craft um, fair, Fair. Uh, right. Fair. Um, but really finding you and the fact that you had margaritas and the fact that you weren't mm-hmm. angry when Pat, myself, and Mags herself, you know, had so many. I really felt overserved. Um, and then we just talked your ear off. I know we did. And then all of a sudden it's closed. You know, they're, they're shutting it down. But you were so kind and you really do. You're an inspiration. You're creative. Mm-hmm. I love looking what you wear. One day I might wear something, you know, that, that, that looks like something that you might wear, but I can't because it has to be my own towels and stuff. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta get your, get your own sheets, get a needle and thread and just make whatever feels good on your body. And now, buttons sounds like, right? Lots of buttons, as many yeah. buttons as you can get to hand. Anytime you get a new, a new item of clothing, if you do that, if you shop, they often have extra buttons. And mm-hmm. I just gather those all up. I tell everybody I know, if you got extra buttons, send them, send them to me. Um, you and the guy who puts them in your penis. Yeah, that guy. That guy, I told that story about a guy put was putting buttons up his penis. Oh, um, oh. Uh, I had a friend who worked as a, uh, I want to say a radiologist, whoever works with x-rays. Mm-hmm. And she said that you, the, the things they would find in people's butts, so many things, you, if you're going to put something in your butt, listen, if I, if I leave you with nothing today, hear this. If you're going to put something in your butt, it's got to have a flange. If it doesn't have a flange, it could get lost up there. Yeah, they're going to operate. They're going to have to go in and get it That's out. That's right. Not for me, but for everyone else. Tell them, remind them, not me, what a flange is. So <laughs> a flange is a, a, whatever you put up there, one end has got to be a, a, like bigger. Imagine, um, okay, let's like a, fl- a flashlight. Like an umbrella. Oh, okay. <laughs> like a flashlight. You know, if you're going to put that up your butt, handle first. And then the the light, I wouldn't put it in there anyway. It's not supposed to go in there. Get some appropriate things to put in there. But if you're going to go in you, there. But what if you want to put the flashlight light up and then hit the button and see if it makes your eyes glow? I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it. All right. Mags, you heard it from her. She's got a friend who's a radiologist. But wouldn't you, you want know, to see if you could look in and see if there was light coming out? I'd be curious. Yeah. Well, then what are you going to do? You like it. And so then you get hooked on it. And so you have to keep getting bigger flashlights. And then one day you're just sitting, you're at the airport on the runway with your butthole on one of the lights to land the plane. Think it through. If you start, you can't stop. Yeah. Listen, you guys know I hate butt stuff. I don't want to do it. But aren't you curious if you put a light flashlight up there, what, where it would go? You seem hooked on this. And I'm just being honest. <gasps> you know what you could do? You know what hmm. you could do, Max? Have you had a what? colonoscopy? No. 
You have oh, to have one. You gotta have to? one, Mag. You're gonna love it, apparently. All right, and then what? They put a light up there. They put a little camera with a light up there. <gasps> you could open. ask them after, right, Brenda? Yeah, you ask them. But while I'm out, open my eyes, take a look. Did any, any light leak through? See if you can see. Okay, okay, good idea. Yeah, yeah. This is useful, and you're due for your colonoscopy. You know, she doesn't want to do it because for very good reasons, but also she needs one. So, yeah, and then you can do your little thing. We'll find out if that light comes out of your eyes. Wow, wow. I'm really glad we got to that. What if we hadn't? That's a safety tip. And you know what? If you were listening to this and you thought, who would put something, you know, up their butt without a a flange? You see yourself out of this podcast. We don't need you to be so judgmental. We're just thinking about your safety. Well, it is about that time. I just want to say, well... I know we've got a, a a mantra, so I should probably do that first. So I will, I will say, it, it's me, right? Yes. I'm saying the, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah. I'm just making sure because I don't know what the hell's going on ever. All right. Our mantra for this week, written by Carol Doyle, who at one point was called Carol the Barrel, which was unnice and also not true and also <laughs> I wish they could see her now. Everybody mm-hmm. could everybody could really benefit from from getting to know Carol Doyle because Absolutely. she's a vision and she's a visionary and uh I love her so much. Well, this week our mantra is answer the sidecars of motorcycles, not in front, not in back, but stuck to your side forever. Okay, that one did honestly make me tear up. I think she would have got full tears if I didn't hate motorcycles so much. Right. Oh, what yeah. a beautiful. Oh. Yeah. Read it again. Read it again. Sure. And so the sidecars of motorcycles, not in front, not in back, but stuck to your side forever. And I'd just like to point out that I don't know if Carol knows that you couldn't have maybe a front or back sidecar because of the name, but I love her energy. You know, maybe she's thinking about a basket or something. But anyway, she can think about wonderful. whatever she wants. She Absolutely. Can think about whatever she wants. She's more than Always. welcome to. Um, well, we can't thank you enough, Brenda, for gracing us with your present and your art and the whole thing. And we just love you so much. I love you girls so much. I am so grateful that you came to my stall that day. And honestly, you knocking over that display was the true gift uh, of the day for me because I got t- to talk to you. You got to go home with a bunch of rocks and shells. You know, yeah. it, we're sorry it, about that. No, at the, at the end of the no day. apologies necessary. It was the, a wonderful accident. But you know how when you gave us all those margaritas and Pat and I thought we could do that move that Canadian figure, figure skaters do where they link hands and then they kick up their feet. But like when I'm my feet are on the ground, Pat is up. Yes. We did it. We did it once, and then Max accidentally let go, and that's how that happened. So my legs got up in the air, but then the rest of me came with it, tumbling I'm down. I'm so sorry. I'm so no, sorry please. about that. I was drunk. So you know, sometimes I can't. I, I get nervous about trying to hold things when I'm drunk. That's real. <laughs> I don't want to uh, ever do that again. I'm sorry that happened. I swallowed a little piece of shell. Oh, did you find out when it happens or later? Later. Oh. All right. Well, I love you both so much. Love you. Love you both. Yeah. As Love soon as this thing's over, we are going to Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Get ready for it. I'm there. I'm yeah. already find, there in my mind. Find a new cover up and let's party. I love you, Brenda. Love you, Pat. <laughs> Love you, Brenda. Love you, Mags. Love you, Mags. Love you, Pat. All right. All right.
Well, hi there. Thank you for listening to Those Who Answer Baby Makers podcast starring Colleen Doyle as your aunt's pat and Dana Curcioli as your auntie mags. If you liked this podcast, feel free to subscribe, rate, and review us. The vivid and charming Benda Engelstoft is our Aunt Brenda. Benda is a writer for The Ellen Show, and you can follow her on Instagram at Benda Ingrid. Our theme song was performed by The Cues, and you can follow them at The Cues Music on Instagram. Follow Those Who Ants on Instagram and Twitter, and if you have any questions for the ants, as always, email us at Those Who at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay healthy. Wear a mask. And for God's sakes, I'm sick of saying it. Call your rant.